it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. And welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. This show originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame City, Bomb City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evenings, live fire, fun, and survival. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, here's how you do that. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Follow us on all the social media channels at BBQ Central Show. And be sure to subscribe to the show podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter coming up in about 12 minutes from now. And it's something I have been teasing for weeks, if not months. And tonight is the night it all comes to fruition. If you can believe it or not, there will be no less than at least $600 worth of pepper grinders totaling three, count them, three units between me and my guest, Dr. Barbecue, Ray Lampy, Barbecue Hall of Famer, Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Famer, multiple-time author, TV show host, contestant, chef, spokesperson, the list goes on. You know Dr. Barbecue. The uh, proprietor of Dr. Barbecues in the Tampa, the greater metropolitan Tampa area. We will have three pepper grinders at our disposal. But not more than three, totaling $600. For instance, right here, if you're watching on video, if you're podcasting, you'll have to go back and check it out here. I have a very silver-looking pepper grinder that is $200. I also have, of course, the black pepper grinder right here. You know it as the pepper can. Cleve Owens was on the show talking about it. $200 retail unit. And then Ray also has a version of the Black Rain. That was the silver one that I was showing you on the picture. That's $200. So quick math tells you that between the two of us, there's $600 of pepper grinders. And I'm going to champion the pepper cannon. Ray will be championing the Black Rain. And we have a host of paces to put them through in hopes of deciding which $200 pepper grinder will end up being the one I recommend and then which one Ray would recommend. Because here's the bottom line. I continue to say $200 pepper grinder, and you continue to say no. 
But the bottom line is there is a market for it, however niche or niche as it may be. There's a market for it. They're selling. The guy that created Black Rain is selling them. The guy that created the Pepper Cannon is selling them. So somebody's buying them. And especially now as we close out 2022, if you're looking for a unique gift, if you know somebody is really into Black Pepper, cracked Black Pepper, being able to control the grind, something that will be the next one and forever pepper grinder they will ever get in their life, then this is something you're going to want to watch and take notes on, perhaps touch base with either Dr. Barbecue or myself after the fact because we have had extensive experience, hands-on experience. Uh, Me with both ends, both the Black Rain and the Pepper Cannon, and then Ray with the Black Rain, so... It seems like it's a hot mess of a segment, but no, no. When you put a Hall of Famer on the docket and you have somebody that is established and such an entertainer as I am and one that knows how to make segments happen from a production standpoint, this can only live to what we hope would be mediocrity. 35 past the hour, we will find our regular visiting guest. In the fourth hour, at thirty-five or fourth hour, fourth Tuesday, thirty-five past. Derek Riches from DerekRiches.com. So we'll quickly talk about any last-second Thanksgiving tips that he has. It's Tuesday, and Thanksgiving's Thursday. So if you haven't taken the turkey out of the freezer, uh, I mean, you can very unsafely defrost it. I don't suggest that. You might be screwed in a safety way, but we'll talk about it, and then. As time allows, something that has basically taken me a year to get to, blue steak. And as time allows, we will get to the internal temperaturing of your pork ribs. Seem weird? Seem like a travesty? Seem like nobody's really doing that? No, you're probably falling behind at this point. I remember when I started temping my ribs about a year ago after hearing about it for a year from DivaQ, made all the difference inconsistency in my rib cook. So that's what we'll be talking about Derek with. Then we'll move to the second hour. And it is the fourth Tuesday. And in the second hour, you know where we're going. The embedded correspondent show up again. John, Rusty, Doug. We're going to be talking about a brand new round of 100% assurity questions. So if you're taking me in through Clubhouse, stay there. You have an opportunity at 1014 Eastern to come on and answer the assurity questions with us. That's 100% yes or no only. And then we have some other topics to dive into once we're done with those, not the least of which is our own personal reviews of what is on its farewell tour, allegedly from McDonald's to the McRib. And we will also then touch on the second mandated item, the seared tips from Beyond Meat. Could we find them? How did we like them? If we found them, all that good stuff. So that's how the show is laying out here this evening. Don't forget, you can follow me socially, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, at BBQ Central Show, live streams of the show going on right now between Facebook and Twitch. Also over on YouTube, where we have a this week's poll going up. Are you going to inject your turkey? Are you going to brine your turkey? Or are you going to do both to your turkey this coming Thursday? You can weigh in on the YouTube instant poll, and we'll look at those results through the balance of the show. Also, we say hello to those of us that are using the Clubhouse platform to listen to us audibly and not look at us visibly. Show feedback from last week. 
Sam in New Jersey writing in. Greg really enjoyed the Sterling Smith interview from last week. I appreciate that he came so close to the World Food Championships title last year in barbecue and doubled down his efforts to try and get it this year. It seems like hard work is paying off for Sterling. I've had his rubs before. I enjoy them. Thanks for a great interview. Regards, Sam. By the way, I listen to podcast only. Well, Sam, thank you for writing in. And hopefully Smitty gets this on podcast or he's watching live now and here's what a fan you were of his segment. Bill in Kentucky writing in. Greg, I know you get a lot of emails talking about how much people enjoy your segments with Sam, the cooking guy, because of the witty banter you guys have and share between each other. Might I suggest that a close second to Sam is Jess Pryles. I thought the segment Tuesday night was great. I have heard her on other podcasts before, and she seems to stay pretty on topic with those people. However, she was much more relaxed when she's on your show, and it's fun to see a different side of her great show. And keep up the great work. Regards, Bill. Bill, thank you for writing it. And closing it out here for feedback on the show from last week, Don in Texas writing in. Greg, I've been listening to your podcast for about a year now, and I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate what you're doing for us and the barbecue fanatics, the expertise of your guests, and the diversity of subjects you discuss is outstanding and enlightening. My question is about your barbecue sauce. The first time I made it, I didn't have Texas pepper jelly, pineapple habanero, but I do now. How much of the jelly should I use in the base recipe? Thanks again, and keep up the great work. Regards, Don. Don, thank you for writing it. Well, here's the bottom line, Don. You don't need, when you get that recipe after you sign up for the newsletter, you don't need Texas pepper jelly. It is not a staple requirement as all of the other ingredients are. To me, those are staple ingredients. Texas pepper jelly is something that is a little bit extra. Take it over the top. Add a little bit of sweetness. Pineapple habanero will also add a little bit of heat. If you really want to amp up the heat, use cayenne pepper as well. Whatever you like, whatever your heat tolerance is. But to me, and after you're done cooking it, you get it to the color, the consistency that you want. You pull the pan off the heat and then you go to your jar of pineapple habanero from Texas pepper jelly. I say start with half. And if you really like it, then just dump the whole thing in there. It's not going to overpower it. It'll add a little bit more of a habanero kick. That's more back end for me, not uh, front like it is for jalapeno. And that heat will build a little bit. It really set the sauce off, in my opinion. However, you don't need it. So if you have it, I suggest you try it, buy it. Craig makes a great product. Craig Cherry out there, Texas Pepper Jelly. Put in half first, evaluate, and then make adjustments on the next round. Easy enough. All right, folks, it's week 22. Here we go. David Leans and the David Leans Barbecue Bod Program. DavidLeans.com slash BBQ to sign up right now. Well, guess what? After a couple weeks of not really moving the needle at all because of where the diet was, remember I had that crazy mouth sore that prohibited me from eating for the better part of a week and lost weight. Well, now we're heading in the right direction. So what's changed, you might ask? Well, adherence to the eating schedule. I'm not a huge eater, but got to have the calories in if you want to put on the weight, which is what we're looking to do. So adherence to that, eating the breakfast, eating the snack, eating the dinner, 
having nice protein supplements going on as well to help build that muscle, adhering to the workout program, all great stuff, getting the steps in. That has all allowed me to start hitting the weight goals that we're looking to. So we were 173 on Monday, yesterday, and we're looking to add 12 more pounds to the goal weight of 185 muscular pounds. I invite you, as we draw closer to the year, to check out David's program. Get in contact with him and ask questions, davidleans.com slash bbq to sign up. He's also available to text and video message. You can call him. When you check in every week, he gives you the tweaks on what you should be doing next to get you where you want to go. But the bottom line is this. No matter what condition you're in, he's going to meet you where you're at now. You guys will figure out where you want to get to, and then he makes the plan. You just have to commit to it. Why not have somebody hold you accountable and get you where you want to go starting in 2023? But don't start in January. Start now. Get in the lifestyle now so when the new calendar year hits, it will be a a little bit more spell to you, davidleans.com slash bbq. We're back with the $200 Pepper Mill Challenge with our pal, Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit cookinpellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also check out that website to see what other great products that Chris Becker and the gang have over there to add a little smoky goodness to whatever it is you're cooking. Cooking, C-O-O-K-I-N, cookinpellets.com. Check out or to order. My first guest tonight needs no introductions, has appeared on this show in some form or fashion since 2006 and accomplished barbecue cook and author appears on tv shows a pitchman a brand ambassador a barbecue hall of famer but most importantly a barbecue central shows guest hall of famer and also one of my favorite guys to talk about food with but tonight mostly our second passion project which of course is pepper hey ray hey greg how are you who knew that aside from barbecue our shared passion project all these years, 16 to be exact, has been pepper. I mean, how much do you love pepper? Well, you know, we like cool toys. Let's be honest about that. We're both obsessed with anything related to barbecuing, whatever that may be. And this is just the latest thing. That's how I look at it. I was introduced to the realm or the niche of high dollar pepper grinders. It's been a number of months by somebody called Cleve Oins. He's the, I guess, creator or the guy that brought to market the thing called the Pepper Cannon. And the thing that stuck out to most people was this guy was asking for $200 for a pepper mill. Now, if you go to anybody's 
house. Maybe they don't even have an El Cheapo pepper mill. They just have the already uh, powdery version of pepper that goes in what would be akin to a salt shaker, except it's a pepper shaker, and that's how they get their pepper. Then there's a little bit more of an elevated palate. Maybe you like some uh, pepper on a salad, or you want to bring it, as I said, to the next level. So you get a pepper mill of some sort, but a lot of people don't really give it a second thought. It's something that sits there. Maybe it runs out. Maybe it goes stale. You toss it out because it costs somewhere between five or 15 bucks and it's a consumable item. So how are you introduced to high dollar pepper mills? Well, and let me touch on that for a second. Sure. I think the reason we all have blown off those pepper mills is because they're just not very good. You know, we all like pepper. How many recipes call for freshly grated ground black pepper? And we call it, we kind of blow it off and end up buying one of these things, you know, full of crushed pepper because it's just easier. I mean, I know I've got, I got a fancy one from Marshall Fields. I've got this one here that I know some of the barbecue guys were hawking. Remember, it's got this the thing on oh, it. Yeah. And I've got a bunch of them around here, and none of them ever stuck with me. Now, ask me again in a year if this one has stuck with me, but so far, so good. So a friend of mine that I've been on, she used to be a TV host here in Tampa, and uh, I've been doing the same shows for years around here, called me and said, hey, Ray, my friend, it's like a David Allen Co song. My friend has invented the world's greatest pepper mill and he wants to send you one. And I was like, I can't say no to that. Heck yeah, send it on. And, and he sent it. And, I, you know, I haven't tried every pepper mill in the world, but I'm, it's, it's very different and it's, it's very modern and it's, it's, you know, got the things that we think about modern stuff now, as opposed to the grinders that we all had in the past. So I was really intrigued by it. So I posted a picture of it on Facebook and you and some other people came at me and said, Oh my God, you never tried the pepper cannon. And, and I said, well, no, I haven't. I, you know, that was my first. And, and so just so everybody knows ours is on introductory special for 149, not 200. I, I'm technically not working for him yet but I sort of feel like I've, I've taken that side in this argument. So I'm going to refer to him as ours. Um, but it, it was, it, it's really that it's a game changer. I think now I have not tried the pepper cannon and from what I hear, it's pretty good too. So we figured we'd get down to this and let's get serious about it. Right, so, so you want my pitch on mine? Let me ask you this first, uh, because I think it is somewhat important. We could be looking like shills uh, independent of these uh, pepper grinders. Right. Are you being compensated at all, aside from getting a pepper mill sent to you, But which I've been very upfront, both the pepper cannon and the black rain were sent to me, no cost to me. Are you getting paid in no. any other form or fashion you're representing or anything like that uh, as we get ready to go here? No, there, there, there's discussion that maybe we will in the past. I'm not that worried about it. Uh, I've represented a lot of products and always been upfront about it. Um, this one, I'm no, I'm not on the payroll at this time. I, maybe I will be at some point, but it's a pepper mill. I, it's a, it's expensive pepper mill, but this isn't like a, a giant grill company. So I'm not expecting this to take over my career. Uh, however, you never know. It's pretty, it's pretty nice product, but no, I'm not being paid by this. It's just, I, I, you know, it is a friend of mine that sent it to me. I really think it's a cool product and this just turned into a fun thing. This better not turn into something where you are like the, you know, where you had the relationship with the ceramic cooker because you can't have the name Dr. Pepper. That's already been taken. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It would be legal. I was always mad that they didn't, when they were hiring Dr. J and some of them people, I was always mad they wouldn't hire me. I, I think I even sent off a couple emails, but apparently I wasn't a big enough doctor. <laughs> that's all right. So, uh, yeah, give me your pitch on Black Rain, and then we'll go ahead and start putting these through their tests. 
Well, so when it came to me, I it, it, the first thing you notice is it's really nice. It's 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 aluminum, and it's made you know like machined almost. It's got the the turns out the guy's a watchmaker that designed it, and and his goal was to make it was on his back burner that one of these days he was going to create the coolest pepper mill ever, and and he finally got around to doing it. So it's really nice looking. It's got a so you plug it in with a little U mini USB cord, and it'll grind ten pounds of pepper on one charge. It's got this is the thing that sets it apart. It's five settings. I keep moving it the wrong way. There's five specific settings. On mine, there's five little notches. I think there's somewhat a gradient, but you can five little clicks for what coarseness you want. So if you want it real coarse or real fine, but they're going to be consistent every time. And you don't have to go reaching around on the bottom of the thing. Like every other pepper mill I've ever owned, you have to try to spin that wheel and you really don't know. You know, you keep testing it and the consistency and the ease of checking that and then it's got a really nice light which is kind of funny but it's nice when you're going to put pepper on something uh, you know it's just really functional in the house and looks good i i you know I, I think it's a it's it's a step above any pepper mill i've ever seen i think the guy has invented the coolest pepper mill ever now i am pitching for the pepper cannon as i had mentioned a handful of months ago i'm introduced through uh, one of my pals, you know him too, Sean Walchef from Cali Barbecue out there in California. He has the sure. CEO of Launch Boom on uh, one time. I end up interviewing that guy, and then lo and behold, a month or two later, we're talking to somebody that had gone through the Launch Boom College of some form or fashion, and here he's got this $200 pepper grinder, and he'd reached out to me after the fact. Uh, I immediately asked him to come on the show just to talk about his experience with Launch Boom since that had been a tieback to a previous guest. And he said, boy, I'd just love to send you one of these pepper grinders and see what you think. And so he sent it off to me and I started using it. And I, uh, so um, where ours are now going to differ is um, as I open it up, here's a shot from the bottom here. So I do have to reach underneath and make my adjustments in order for finer grind. However, unlike most other ones that you're going to have to go under the hood, make these adjustments on, there are tangible clicks. Uh, there's 36 clicks going to either direction, fine, all the way 36 clicks, or all the way back 36 clicks to get you to what would be, I guess, akin to a cracked pepper or, or the, uh, the largest grind that you could get. So depending on you know how you like your pepper, you can kind of set it and forget it, but if you want to make adjustments, you will have to continually make your adjustments to finer or um, uh, larger on your chunk. Uh, is that that big of a deal to me? No. Um, I would make the cell, of course, that I am able to continually adjust mine instead of being stuck at five, although I don't know how many adjustments I would make more than five. So uh, I think Black Rain certainly has uh, an, an idea of taking a lot of the consumer's choice away from them without having them realize that they might be missing it one way or the other. So, uh, <laughs> so there's 36 clicks here. And then as far as refilling, which has always been my pet peeve on having the old half-ass pepper mills, you have to unscrew a nut at the top, it's very awkward. Maybe you lose the nut. It runs underneath and goes underneath the dishwasher. And now you're stuck trying to refill it. Do you have a funnel that's small enough? Are you going to cup your hand over it? Here, you can see right here at the top, there's a push button. This pops off. 
and uh, now, and we're going to do the, the fill contest here in a second or two. You have this nice deep cavity, and then when you're done, you simply put the uh, the top back on here, and it has a nice satisfying click, and away you go. So uh, again, hard, uh, black, anodized, aluminum. Uh, both of these, Ray, I believe we would say could double as a weapon. If somebody came into your house, you club somebody <laughs> over the head with the black rain or the pepper cannon. Uh, they're at least leaving with a concussion, if not caving in the side of their face. And uh, you might have to answer some questions there. Yeah, substantial, I would say. I don't yeah. have that one in my hand, but you said it's it's very similar in that case. It's substantial. You know, we, we joke about the, and, and mine opens similarly to, to reload it. I actually filled it already. I actually have, have a window, too, so you can see how full it is with the window. Yep. And, you know, these are creature comforts, and it's but it's fun stuff. You know, we, we joke about the $200 pepper mill, but did you think... $600 coolers would sell as well as No, I do. get it. I mean, we're the same type of guys that I spend $12,000 on a barbecue pit too. So, you know, where does the line yeah, of exactly. craziness, you know, where do you law draw your line of crazy? Is it a, at a $200 pepper grinder? Is it a $8,000 watch? Is it a $10,000 barbecue pit? I mean, everybody's got their own where their money is is best fit. Well, we all we all like really nice stuff. We're guys, and that's just how it works. So, if there's a better one, you know, that's that's what I've seen with the barbecue guys over the years. It's just amazing. Every any doesn't matter what the tool is and how much it costs. If it's the best one, and everybody else buys one, you're sure going to get one. All right, right. Enough chatter. Let's start putting them to the test. Oh, I'm ready. So we're going to do the fill yep. test first. Then we're going to do the nighttime grinding test because my daughter's off camera here and. I'm sure she's excellent would rather i've already have filled mine i didn't know we were doing a fill test so you i've didn't. already filled mine oh yeah well so all right so i'm gonna go ahead and do a quick fill we'll see how long it goes marley do a um very non-technical count when i say go just start counting in your head and then when i tell you to stop you give me the amount of seconds so this will be a very non-technical fill time and let me get my camera shot here okay ready Set, go. Don't want the peppers to run over. Very convenient. There we go. I'll give you that. 11 it seconds be right there. Similar. How about that? Yes. 11 Very seconds. nice. Mine would be similar, though, because it, it pops off really. It pops in the middle, but and I don't know that it's quite the quantity, but it's plenty. Yeah, that was uh, now, Greg, quite a deep cavity there. I mean, that took quite a bit. What kind of beer will you be drinking during the grind off? Uh, I probably won't be drinking any beer, of course, but we'll see about that. Just one second, Doctor Barbecue. So, all right, so uh, I'll be drinking an old style, just in case you're wondering. Let's go, um, old style. Wow. Um, let's go to the. Um, let's see. Can I do this? We're gonna go to the grind off here, and uh, let's do grind options. So let's see your finest and then you go through yours see if you can press them down there i'm gonna go through mine i'm already at uh are you gonna do all 36 no nah, i'm gonna go like every uh four or, or five and then okay here all right that's my fine right there it's very nice very fine okay and i mean right there is enough pepper for a pot of stew so you know speed is Kind of not a thing. Okay. I'm making uh, different piles here. 
so we can see. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. You did not go for the custom setup where you could have your beer and your grinder. No, I didn't. So like right here is the finest. Then I did like six or seven clicks up. That was next. Six or seven up from there. And then this was uh, fully open for uh, black pepper. And that was was two turns, uh, two manual turns. So quite a a decent amount of pepper there. So let me go ahead. There's my course right there. All right. And there's the middle is where I generally keep it. Um, now, I like a little bit of texture to my pepper, but not completely. All right. So now we're going to do uh, Marley's going to count to 15 in her head and we're going to go mass grind off. We're going to see what it looks okay. like. So do you need to uh, change your thing out or are you just going to go into the, the measuring cup there or what do you want to yeah. do? Yeah, I'll just pour this off into the measuring cup. All right. I can tell everybody is see, uh, at, at a fever pitch here in the situation. chat room. Everybody's very excited to see how this is going to go. <laughs> are they excited about it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, uh, you bet. They're deciding. Are they getting their credit cards flinting right now? Yes. Yes. Okay, okay ready? So we're just going grind off. Yep. One, two, three, go. Now look at how nice with my my nine LED lights. You can see mine in the light very nicely. <laughs> if you happen to be camping, you could be grinding this excellent pepper. Stop. All right. Wow. I have, uh, I believe, what they call. So let's see. There's. Uh, let me blow it up. There. There's Ray's pile there, and then I don't want to say I kicked your ass, Ray. But- there is a substantial amount of pepper right there. I mean, that is insane. Wowee. I'm not sure exactly. I'm not sure why I would need that much pepper unless I was doing a whole brisket. However, I'm not here to, uh, you know, besmirch my favorite pepper mill at the moment, but that's a lot of pepper. So if you need a lot, that's well, certainly I'm- getting you there. It looks like volume is definitely going to be your thing, and I'm, I'm willing to concede that one. However, I probably got more pepper than I'm going to use all day tomorrow on Thanksgiving or Thursday on Thanksgiving that I ground in the 10 seconds. So I'm, I'm comfortable with wow. the quantity, and I got to enjoy a beer while I was grinding, and yes. you did not. I did not, but uh, as, as luck would have it, uh, A, I don't drink, so no problem, and then B, I didn't break a sweat uh cracking all that pepper either so it really those grinders really get through it um also uh notice this the the pepper cannon does come with this nice little cup that fits underneath here so if you wanted to grind directly into the cup i believe this was a third of a cup measurement so it has that nice little feature alongside with it now let's do something that i know i can't do but we have to show this um because you know you got it and i don't the grind off at night, Uh-oh. so Marley's going to be going around the backside here and turning off all the lights. So for anybody watching, don't go nuts here because it's going to be very dark here in just one second. She's got to get the studio lights off here. Other one, there you go. So now we're turning off here. Get a little traveling music going on here while we wait for Marley to get the lights. Off. Yeah. Soon it's going to be really dark. And then I'm either going to have a mess of pepper somewhere or not. I Don't blame me for this part of the segment. All right. Ready? Set? I'm go. ready. Go. 
Well, look at that. Well, all right, is, all right. We can clearly see mine. I don't know what's going on wow. with you. Yeah, well. You forgot to change cameras. But. Let's wait for the light to come on. Oh. Wait a minute. I see Pepper on the table there because in the dark, you you missed your plate. Mine stayed in this nice tight pile here, so. Yeah, see? Look at that. A little bit of a mess. Clearly a problem. Yeah. The light would have saved you that. That's uh Yeah, no doubt. I, all right, so now I've I feel like people in in uh, other countries would want to hit me because I've wasted a tremendous amount of pepper here, but that's all right. Uh, I've got mine ground for the whole day of Thanksgiving, so I'm good. So we got a we got about a minute left, Ray, and we've we've done it all. I think coverage uh, from from a coverage standpoint, we might agree that we we would be at a push here. Um, from either, you know, you hold it up high enough, you get your grind right. I think coverage is going to be good. So, in your estimation, who takes the cake tonight for best pepper grinder? The Black Rain or the uh, Pepper I have, Can? I have not been convinced that the Black Rain isn't still the nicest high-end pepper grinder. It looks really nice. It's the kind of thing you would like to have around the house. I mean, it, you know, it looks nice. It looks like you've got a $200 pepper grinder in your house. I think it's in the light and the just all the it just looks classier to me and 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 works just as well or better. Uh, the only thing you got me on is the volume, but I don't need a cup of ground pepper. And even if I did, I could do it. So I'm staying with the Black Rain as the best. All what right, are you thinking? All right, so Ray is with the oh crap! I thought I caught it. Is with uh, Black Rain. Now uh, I have had the Pepper Cannon longer than the Black Rain. I have used the Black Rain extensively ever since I've had it. There are a few things that uh, worry me as far as uh, the Black Rain. Uh, one is the fact that from time to time when I go to adjust the grind, I've disconnected the body like where you would go to fill it. So you got to make sure that you are holding it. Uh, you, you don't want to hold it up here uh, 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 sorry. Uh, you don't want to hold yeah, it up you, here. You've gotta, you got to hold it down here in order to make the grind adjustment because I've pulled that body off a couple different times. And then, uh, and I guess that's it. I could make an argument that I want to have the ability to have that many grind adjustments if I'm paying $200 instead of being limited to five, but to live in contradiction because that is what I do best. Perhaps taking 36 options out of your hands isn't such a bad idea, so I don't think Jimmy missed the mark on that, but if I'm going to spend 200 I guess in the end, I want those options. So by a hair, I would say the pepper cannon probably takes it for me, although uh, from an aesthetic standpoint, I agree with you, Black Rain is certainly great. And by the way, not only does it come in that nice chrome or high polish, uh, you have an option of you know red, if you want it, you can see it right here, uh, and this is how it actually shows up with the charging cord, the unit itself, and uh, also a, a bottle of pepper if you'd want. I believe there's also a black option as well. So um, buy a hair, yeah, it's black rain, but I mean, either or, and especially as I'd mentioned in the open where we are now in this point of year, if you got somebody you really like or you know somebody that really loves pepper like we do and you feel like splurging, you know, 150 bucks for the Black Rain now, although it does say 199 with a slash out going down to, to 149 at this point. That could change. Uh, I'm just going to say both of them are in that 200 range. 
Um, you can't go wrong with both. And if you like Ray better, you go with the Black Rain. You like me better, you probably go with the Pepper Cannon. And, and both are winners, I guess, serving this very small niche. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think there's, uh, you know, Jimmy wanted us to show that picture. He said there's very few red ones or silver and black. Yep. But it's nicely packaged for a gift. And any foodie in your life, any, any dad that barbecues, if he's, you're thinking, what the heck am I going to buy him for Christmas? I think either one of these would be a great gift. No doubt. Uh, Ray, I always appreciate the time, and I hope you and Sandy and everybody that is going to be hanging around you Thursday have a great Thanksgiving, and we will talk to you in the new year, my friend. Happy thanks to you, giving to you too, Greg. It was fun, man. All right, take care. There he is. Ray Lampy right there. Can you believe we finally executed the very first $200 pepper mill challenge on the show? You never thought it was going to happen, but it certainly did. And without issue was perhaps one of the best segments we've done on this show, at least this week. Hey, Derek Riches is in the green room and he's ready to go. We'll get his journalistic opinion about the $200 pepper mill challenge when we get back, amongst other things. Did you know that Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue? A curated selection is what's existing there at BigPapaSmokers.com. Popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition circuit. 13 perfectly balanced flavors will transform ordinary meals into extraordinary if you're cooking to impress judges or friends or family, you're in luck because Big Papa Smokers will help you do just that. They also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce. So if you're looking for a new go-to sauce that will please everybody, Granny's traditionally yet powerful flavors remind us of why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. And aside from the rubs and sauces, they are selling cookers, and you know this. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out that Mac 2-Star General Pellet Cooker, Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. If you're not a fan of pellet smokers or you don't know what kind of grill you need, why not call them? 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers. Com. We are back with Derek Riches right after this. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And we thank Ray Lampy for joining us last segment for the Peppermill Grind-Off. This portion being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring. Or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 
888-222-3232. It is the fourth Tuesday of the month, and that means it's time to go to the hotline and welcome in the most respected name in barbecue journalism to date. He's also an author. And he runs a website, and he's here on the show the fourth Tuesday of the month. It's Barbecue Central Show's guest Hall of Famer, Derek Riches. Hey, Derek. Hey, Greg. How you doing? I am absolutely fabulous. All right, Derek, so you are a journalist of the highest order. I don't know how much of the highly touted and hotly anticipated $200 peppermill grind-off you got to take in, but what do you think? Are we just throwing darts at the wall at this point, uh, trying to clean up 2022, or is there a market? Oh, of course there's a market. There's probably a market for a $500 pepper grinder. There probably is one. You think? Um I, I don't know. I, I I'm not going to say that two hundred dollars doesn't sound like a lot of money, but five hundred dollars for a pepper grinder does sound like a lot of money. Yeah, at that point, it's probably just decorative. Um, uh, you know, I, I love black pepper. I have a grinder, um, which I probably bought in a grocery store for ten bucks. But it doesn't look like this. Black, it does not look like that. Iodized aluminum, anodized aluminum, I mean, and it could also bash your head in if I hit you with it. Well, you know, I've always wanted one of those like three foot, like pepper grinder things. Yeah. They have in, like the COVID Italian safe pepper grinders. Yeah, you know, put it, you know, that you can display kind of having a like on a rack on the side. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, the, th- the thing for me is I buy black pepper at different meshes because they're more it's more consistent that way than if you run it through a grinder hmm. and you know so i think i've got four different grinds of black pepper in the cupboard and the one i use is depend upon its application hmm. you know if i'm doing an injection or you know if it's something that needs to be smooth like a marinade or a soup or something like that that's really fine but i have like a 10 grind which is basically just cracked which i use for you know put on steaks or you know that sort of thing so i i i go that route myself derek i feel like 2022 has been a year like no other as far as you coming out as derek riches the cook certainly we've known all of your workings in the journalistic portion of your career, but you've done books now and you are going through your website and there's a huge recipe section. Obviously you're married to somebody that is also into cooking and, and recipe development creation, all this fun stuff. So it's kind of an everyday thing for you, but did you make it a point this year to really flex the culinary muscle and leave a little bit of the journalistic work behind? Um, it's just kind of, that's the way the year's kind of gone. I mean, um, we were, we did two books in a little over a year and it was start to finish like 18 months from the beginning of the first one to the publishing of the second one. And that's just, you know, that just occupies a lot of your entire life. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's just been a lot more of that stuff, I guess. Um, I, I've got journalistic pieces, like four of them kind of waiting around. But um, it's, it's, 
you know, it's not that it has been a slow news year. There's been certainly plenty of things, but not a lot of fruition on stuff. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, certainly you and I have talked a lot about the Traeger stocks and Weber stocks and all those sort of things. But yeah, I've been doing a lot more cooking this year and a lot more food stuff. So Thanksgiving's Thursday. Do you have any last second tips or are you getting asked things today, yesterday, like, oh shit, I'm in a jam. What am I going to do? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that always comes up. I mean, every year, um, people just start dashing out the emails and, and it's usually just, it's that panic. It's you, you know, you didn't think ahead. Um, that's the, the number one problem with Thanksgiving is, is that most people will cook one Turkey a year and expect somewhere on Tuesday to kind of figure out what they're going to do. As in take it um, out of the, I'm always, and take it out of the freezer on Tuesday or just trying to figure out how to actually cook it. Uh, buy it. Oh dear. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Honestly, go to the grocery store tomorrow. Watch the number of people buying turkeys. It's mm. hilarious. Um, and that's just the biggest thing. And it's just, you know, it comes down to that. Can I get a thawed in time? Can I get it prepped in time? Can I get it flavored in time? Um, you know, I, I always said, look, you need to have, you, you need to have a game plan by, by, by Saturday. You need to be thawing by that point. You know, because most people have frozen turkeys. It's kind of the shame of it. Mm. It's one of the reasons why I tend to buy them off season and cook them not for Thanksgiving because you can typically get something better. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, you have to adjust depending upon what kind of time you're going to put into stuff. You know, I mean, I've always been a brine person myself. Um, had that for many, many years, and that's the way I always do turkeys. But You've got to, if you're wet brining, you've got to be at that probably now. And if you're dry brining, you should have started Sunday. Hmm. So The poll that I have going on in the YouTube chat, uh, I have, will you brine or inject or both to your turkey on Thursday? 38% saying they will brine, 25% saying they will inject, 38% saying they will do both. So there's a tie between brine and both does that surprise you no i mean um i do both mm. when i do a turkey um for me the 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 brining is kind of laying in your groundwork and your salt and your hydration and your injection is you know adding that extra layer of flavor oh i'll do brine injection and then uh you know like a deep rub so, and that goes under skin, not mm -hmm. over. You take off the skin altogether? I don't take it off, but uh, I work it away from the body as much as possible. There, there, there's a bit of an art form to it, but, you know, <laughs> you can, you've got this large opening. And the thing of it is the skin is separated from the body at that point. You can work your way in, get your rub all the way in and coat it from that way. And think about it from the perspective of flavoring the underside of the skin. Mm. And, you know, that way you're looking for that evenness and that consistency of the flavor. It's going to pass into the meat. Um, so, you know, I mean, that's, that's my strategy. Is, and then I'll, and then typically I'll baste. So that's like four flavoring yep. profiles 
for turkey, but you know, you, there's a lot riding on it, you know, particularly if you're cooking for a lot of people. Beginning of the year, Derek, Tim McKeska was on the show and he said where pork and beef prices might start to moderate a little bit. The one thing he started to tease out of the brisket talk before we circled back maybe a month or two later and started doing pork talk was that there was going to be a turkey issue. There was avian flu. There were scores of turkey that are going to get slaughtered in order to remain safe. I'd followed back up with him maybe a month ago and asked him if this is still what we were looking at. He did confirm more or less that there were more slaughters of some bigger birds so that the 20 plus pounders were going to be hard to get, but you were going to see a sharp increase in price over what you had seen in the past, but show me something that isn't substantially more this year than it has been decades and decades before. The question long-windedly is this Turkey shortage conspiracy because everywhere I go, and Malcolm Reed has said the same thing on his podcast, a plethora of turkeys anywhere oh. between 10 and 18 pounds. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I I haven't seen a shortage. Um, so was that and, just a drive you know, I, to get people out to buy turkeys because I don't, I there's don't a shortage a coming? We have gotten into this habit, this hysteria of shortages. And the second someone says, oh, there might be 1% less of something, the, everyone's hyping, oh, my God, we're going to run out. There's not going to be enough. And I have yet to not find something I'm looking for. Hmm. You know, I'm, I mean, I, I didn't run out of toilet paper. I didn't run out of any of that stuff. All the, you know, I have never not been able to find a brisket. I've never not been able to find... You know, there's never not been a turkey at the store I go to or the three different stores I go to. Um, I just I just think that it's become such a uh, it's become kind of like a sign of the times. I don't think there's a shortage. I'm not seeing it. Maybe, you know, prices are a little bit higher. I have seen more people, you know, I've, I've seen more searches and just kind of the analysis on that for, uh, you know, ham, uh, prime rib, which, you know, that's not going to be cheap, no. but, you know, so m- a bit more of the alternative. But I haven't seen a problem with sizes. And, you know, usually when it comes to turkeys, you know, if you're cooking for a lot of people, I say skip that 24-pound bird. Yeah. Get yourself a couple of 14 pounds or 16 pounds. You know, do two. Particularly if you're, you're you're cooking outdoors and you've got the space for it, you know, go that route. You actually get you're actually going to get a better turkey that way. On November seventeenth, so roughly a week ago, you do a blog post about when are pork ribs done? Pork ribs internal temp. This isn't yeah. this isn't like new, but I think more no. and more people are coming around to buying into this. Uh, so, what was the impetus for writing the article? And then tell us a little bit about. It. I just getting more and more questions on kind of like, how do I know when my ribs are done? And, and, and I think partly from the standpoint of people expecting to know, you know, it's like, oh, there's gotta be a quick and easy way for me to know exactly when my ribs are done. And, um, and that's just messing with my head. Seeing that go by my screen. Um, <laughs> high tech. And I, 
I wouldn't have seen this 10 years ago, but because of all the temperature control cookers and because of all of these temperature monitor things, people want to know what's the temp for ribs. I didn't used to think about it. You know, I mean, I used to cook 20 racks of ribs at a time and never once have it entered my head as to what the temp should be. Done is done. You know, I mean, that's there's an old adage of barbecue. The meat's going to tell you when it's ready. You just need to be smart enough to figure that out because it's telling you. So I tried to put this piece together to kind of say, look, there's a lot of different things you want to look for. And you can temp check ribs. It, you know, beef ribs is another story, but pork ribs, it's a bit more of a challenge because there's not a lot of space for you to work with. But if you test along the center between the bones about, you know, about four different, you know, spaces between the bones, you're going to get a pretty decent idea with spare ribs you're gonna go to kind of you know the standard barbecue temp around 200 i like babe i think baby backs are done a little bit faster because there's a less fat content in the meat itself so you want to go a bit lower you're going to get too dry but really what i'm talking about in this piece is you know look at these other factors how's the meat pull back from the bone what are the bone ends look like what's how does it bend you know I mean, that's, you know, the bend test is one of the, the old staples of, of barbecue. Just, you know, the, you'd see these old guys grab the tongs and just see the way it flexes. And it's like when it starts to flex almost as easily as it was when it was raw, you're about done. Hmm. You're done there. Um, so this was just my way of kind of like trying to explain it in a way that I think people can understand a little bit better because I think there's a lot of crappy information out there do you believe in it are you somebody that tempts it or because of your experience you're just no. a, a pick it up in the center and look for the crack or look for pullback or all the other telltales i temp check things that i'm cooking rare or medium rare i don't tend to temp check barbecue do you temp chicken i'm looking at yeah um i i okay sorry. we're done sorry sorry playing you off now <laughs> <laughs> good grief i didn't know my acceptance speech went that long um i tend to i tend to actually overcook chicken so i don't worry too much about it but i will temp check poultry just because i'm paranoid about it a little mm. bit i i did have a i had a as a youth i had a bad turkey experience which oh. kept me sick for about a week and that's when i learned not to trust my parents cooking um so yeah but no i i don't temp check a lot myself for me it's it's a matter of feel you know a brisket's done you should be able to feel the way the brisket is but that takes time yep. and that's the problem of it it's like you know you tell that person who's just starting out hey this is when your ribs are done it's like no get your thermometer check it out get the feel get the look but that's what you need to be doing compare that temperature with what you're what you're experiencing What's the color? What's the what's the density feeling like? What's the texture feeling like? Use that as a tool to teach you how to recognize doneness <laughs> in what you want to cook versus relying on it all the time. I mean, there's a myth about the precision of temperature of, of these thermometers. I mean, you can buy one that that's accurate to a hundredth of a degree, but if you don't put the probe in the right place, you're off 10 degrees yeah and your computer controlled cooker i mean you and i 
both know fully when that thing says it's 225 degrees it could be 185 or 255 where you're actually cooking um don't believe the numbers if you are interested in this particular topic go to derekriches.com it'll be right on the home page you can click in and read through it and next month about a year after you posted it originally, I promise we will cover the topic of blue steak. <laughs> I mean, it has sat down there at the bottom of the outline all year, but we will get to it, it next has. month. We'll lead with it next month, and uh, we will gonna, finally put it to bed. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch yes. your exchange with Sam the Cooking Guy that, that got so heated. Well, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bust it down to you in five seconds. He questioned if I knew what a Pittsburgh steak was. We went back and forth. We questioned each other's manhood, and that was it. Yeah. It was a little so, bit more involved, but yeah, I'll save you it. the time. So, uh, you know, yeah. figured it was a nice dovetail yeah. into that. There's also a question that's involved with that anyway. So that's what we will hit next month. And I hope you just have a great Thanksgiving. Wish everybody I hope health and happiness. We'll see you in December. All right. See you then. There he is. Derek Rich is right there. And now we're playing him out. DerekRiches.com is the website. So if you want to get a little bit more info on when pork ribs are done, go over to the website, DerekRiches.com, and check it out. Or if you want to go back about a year, in December, he did a topic on blue steaks. We will talk about that in December, about a year after he originally posted it. We will be back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. And we thank Derek Riches for joining us last segment. DerekRiches.com is his website. There's a whole bunch of turkey information, so as he was mentioning at the top of the interview, if you're somebody that is a procrastinator, you've let it hang out all the way through today on Tuesday, and you're really going to get after it tomorrow on Wednesday... 24 hours before you actually have to start cooking that Thanksgiving meal in whatever form or fashion you're going to do that. If you're going to fry the turkey, it's a little different, but don't put a fried turkey in hot oil. Don't do that. Be one of those guys on YouTube. You don't want to be one of the guys on YouTube. Trust me. His website is DerekRiches.com. So go ahead and check that out. All right, we are heading to the second hour. Refresh your libations, as will I, and... We will see you here in just a few moments. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. <laughs> 